This is a CBC Podcast. The fall sitting of the legislature kicked off this week with a speech from the throne. This is the regularly scheduled get-together that we were expecting after the unplanned emergency gathering to talk about parental rights and pronouns. There for all of it are regular political panelists. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Mary Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Adam, what did the government tell us its priorities are in its throne speech? Well, it didn't include the emergency session. Uh, legislation, surprisingly, in the you know long throne speech, uh, the premier saying that that was kind of done and dusted. I'll paraphrase him. That was dealt with, and so there was no need to bring that up again. But there was a lot of stuff in the throne speech. The government announcing uh, plans to have a plan for jobs, uh, plan to attract investment, plan for mental health and addictions. Also, more specifically, they're going to use their economic impact tribunal. This is a group of people that they have yet to appoint. That was in the Saskatchewan First Act. From the last throne speech to investigate the clean fuel standard, the clean electricity standard. These are the federal government's environmental policies to see if they're going to harm Saskatchewan's economy. There was a lot of uh, Fed bashing in the in the in the throne speech, saying that there were you know the the, the biggest thing standing in Saskatchewan's way to growth is the, the federal government, uh, which is something we've seen in past throne speeches as well. Uh, there's also uh, raising the smoking age from 18 to 19. And this has been something that's been lobbied for by for years by the Lung Association, Cancer Society, most recently groups of students. So the government is rising, raising the smoking and vaping age from 18 to 19. Those are some of the things that are in the throne speech. What stood out to you? Uh, well, as Adam pointed out, that there was absolutely no mention of uh, the critical issue, the emergency issue of uh, uh, pronouns. Uh, I'm guessing that's because probably if you look at sequence, the throne speech was put to bed uh, long before this emergency session idea came along. So one thinks the emergency might be the emergency number in the SAS party polling uh, as it stands right now because I think that's the biggest problem they had. To address that, to their credit, I think they did some good and smart and practical things by addressing housing costs. There's a lot on mental health. There's a lot on homelessness, uh, uh, drug addictions where there seems to be some question policies as to whether they're in line with those groups that are actually trying to help people uh, like Prairie Harm and other other words because there's a different philosophical uh, view of government. But I think herein lies the problem. They're walking this incredibly thin line in government right now between doing something smart and practical and not being seen as unreasonable, doing what the people want like the PST on on homes, uh, which I think is popular but maybe doesn't uh, address the problem. But at least it, it addresses a problem, to trying to address uh, some of these other things that are of Saskatchewan values. We're, we're threatened by everybody right now. We're threatened by that federal government that's doing bad things in relation to uh, to uh, laws that affect our oil and gas industry. But at least that's tangible. Uh, having exhausted the threat from the federal government, we now have to look for new and creative threats, like coming from our neighbors, who, who are the teachers that are obviously not telling us what's going on in schools, uh, at least according to every grandma next door and everything else. Uh, now we're being threatened by uh, people, businesses, uh, unknown entities that are keeping us from wearing poppies. Can you imagine keeping us from wearing poppies? You know, my dad, who's a vet, would be rolling over in his grave, obviously, uh, and be, would be very angry about this. But who in the hell is keeping us from wearing poppies? Well, the premier won't explain that to us. And I think that there's sort of this real uh, push and pull, tug and, uh, and uh, with 
wanting to suggest that they're all about Saskatchewan values while still wanting to suggest they're a practical government that's dealing with real issues. And sometimes, well, you just got to run it up the flagpole and make sure there's one in front to every, every, every school to make sure your priorities are Saskatchewan as opposed to everything else, even though that doesn't make a lot of sense either. But it sure sounds good sometimes. Yeah, I mean, flying the Saskatchewan flag is one thing. Paying to get it there is another. Do we know who's going to pay the cost of that? Because apparently it's not insignificant. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, the office meme where we're pointing at each other, yeah. you know, I think there's there's a lot of that going. The, the, the school divisions don't seem to know what the plan is. It seems like caught them by surprise. The government's sort of like, you know, you know, we have money, there's money. In, and when we asked Scott Moe the other day, well, I, the schools I've been to recently have more than one flagpole, so it's okay. And uh, In fairness, he's been opening a few schools and they do have more than one flagpole, but a lot of schools do not. And if you look at the cost of a flagpole, it can be anywhere fairly cheap to up to, you know, five, $6,000. Uh, there's 600 plus public schools. If they all need a new flagpole, that adds up very quickly. They all need multiple flags and uh, Murray's uh, colleague, Larissa, from the Leader posted a good story on this, where we also asked Minister Cockrell, and he wasn't exactly uh, certain as to who was picking up the bill for these new flags, but it's very important that we have the, the Saskatchewan flag, according to the government, to have to be out there. Alberta does this as well. They pointed that out. Uh, there are people that are concerned that maybe we're not going to see a Pride flag or a Treaty 4 flag if we're in Regina. Yeah, or, or the Métis flag, or the Métis flag, yeah. right? So there could be a lot of flags you know, hanging in the next year or so, but we don't know yet who's going who's going to pay for it. As for the poppies, that's another thing that hasn't been explained. We don't know why this is uh, becoming a law that make it illegal for you to uh, say that to for your employer to say to an employee, you can't wear a poppy at work. Premier Moe said there were a couple examples flagged by the flagged to the government of government employees. We don't know if that's a crown or agency government uh, employee that weren't allowed to wear a poppy at work. So it's going to be a law probably within the next few days before Remembrance Day. Uh, Murray, one thing I talked to a political scientist about uh, an hour ago or so is that we haven't heard a lot from Scott Moe and Donna Harpower on Alberta's plan to take hundreds ah. of billions of dollars out of our national pension plan and keep it for themselves. Well, isn't that interesting? Uh, you, you think that would be the one thing that they would want to seize upon because uh, obviously that is that fits into the motif of Saskatchewan first, Saskatchewan uh, sovereignty, Saskatchewan whatever. Not so good an idea when it costs you bucks, though, and votes, which is is the problem. It's a way bigger issue in Saskatchewan because we can't go it alone. We have to follow suit with Alberta on this, and I think a lot of people don't particularly like that. A lot of people in Alberta obviously don't get, uh, don't particularly like that. Uh, I, I caught your interview, and there were some really interesting points about what happens with the portability of these pensions if you go from one province to, uh, to the next. Yeah, what if you go from Laloche and work in Fort Mac for twenty years? For twenty years or back and forth and we, and as we all know in this province there's a few people we should raise a flag for fairness that's what we should do uh, old joke folks <laughs> old, old political joke, reporter old, jokes old, old folks google it raise a flag for fairness that went back to Lori Calvert days that went over my head you guys yeah. oh yeah you're a young one <laughs> well absolutely it, 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 they keep doing these things on a symbolic basis as opposed to a practical one and I think that that they're torn on this particular policy related to the C, uh, CPP and, and withdrawing from it as to does this go a little bit too far for the liking of Saskatchewan people who obviously want to make a statement that we are proud Saskatchewan people. We run flags in front of our schools, take down those other flags that aren't as pretty. We'll, we'll use the one that seems to be pretty close to the one that's on our party logo and we'll basically uh, – 
use that as, as sort of uh, something to catch people's attention and everything else. But you got to be careful here not to go too far. And I think honestly withdrawing from the CPP is one of those things that might go a little too far and doesn't quite fit the political calculus of what maximizes votes for these guys, which seems to be why, how they're making many of these decisions related to pronouns, related to everything. You know, create somebody that's some threat to uh, your values and throw out a throne speech about build and protect. Well, what are we being protected from and what are we building? Like, I mean, that, that tends to be the really difficult questions that even the government seems to have a hard time well, answering right and now. And speaking of um, protecting people, we talked this week and so did others media outlets with women waiting months to see if the growing lumps in their breast are cancer or not. What's the opposition keying in on? Yeah, that, that was uh, brought up. It was uh, a colleague, Laura, who had that story this week, and that was one of the first questions in question period. The 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 song from the opposition has been very similar. They're, they're sticking to cost of living issues, your power bills, your uh, grocery bills, uh, issues like healthcare, like like you mentioned, also emergency rooms. We found out that Betty Nippy Albright, one of the MLAs for Saskatoon Centre, uh, fell on the ice outside of the legislature and they uh, took her 90 minutes to get an ambulance to the legislature. The staff had to drive her. She's okay. She didn't have any broken bones, but that was highlighted by the, Carla Beck as being, hey, this is a real-life example example that happened to one of our colleagues could happen to you. Is this acceptable? And we also had the NDP touting a news conference before question period yesterday announcing Ron Stiles as this new senior advisor to Carla Beck and caucus. And he is a former SaskTel president, president of Sask Water, Sask Housing, deputy of finance uh, back in the day, said he's nonpartisan, but he's decided to uh, shed that because he feels like the province is going in the wrong direction. So uh, Carla Beck, as Marie said, the government's trying to get votes. That's what she's doing as well. So back in the day, Adam says, Ron Stiles is back in our day. What do you make of his uh, new job? Well, it's an incredible get for the opposition. Uh, could knock me over with a feather because I knew Mr. Stiles in his professional capacity that Adam outlined, and I never really saw him to be anything other than uh, a political type. He's just another bureaucrat I fought with over things like leaked budgets and stuff like that that he probably didn't like. But, you know, we had a good professional relationship because the man is a professional. I want to know what it means from here because if, if it's a one-off where it's Ron Stiles basically making a de- decision as an individual and he quite passionately raised interesting concerns about this government being out of touch and not really expressing those values that he thinks are Saskatchewan values, which is a critical issue as per my previous comments about uh, the Saskatchewan party trying to pump into these values. Poppies and flags. Poppies and and flags. It seemed to be sometimes coming more from the likes of American Republicans than it does from Saskatchewan people. And he, he, Mr. Stiles basically said yesterday that no, enough is enough. We're not going to basically get into this stuff or we're getting too much into into this stuff that's driven by politics and we're missing uh, really critical aspects that, that are needed to make Saskatchewan grow. That could be a popular notion among a lot of people in the hierarchy, former hierarchy in this province that might be at least thinking along the same line as Mr. Stiles and it might open floodgates but that's just a big might. Uh, I, I guess we'll see. One of the problems that this government has, it's so anti-intellectual, so anti-professional uh, in, in so many ways, uh, having, a, having a Ron Stiles who was a professional civil servant uh, for them, not just, the, not just the NDP government, but for them, uh, basically say this government is not acting in a professional way, 
buttresses a lot of things the opposition has been saying about the buffoonish behavior that we're sort of seeing from uh, individual ministers, from ideas coming uh, before uh, government, and just just the way they're they're acting. And you know, as per uh, our previous comments, once you get that reputation that you're more about buffoonery than you are about governance, it's a real big problem for you. Thanks very much, you guys. You're welcome. welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.